Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Kevin Absolute for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. This is Four Center, Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa here on the command deck as well. Welcome, compadres. Happy to be here, teetering on the big open data pit of the command deck. <laughs> Just barely standing up. Just on a <laughs> ledge of of uh, fear with Vader just stomping back and forth. I fear yeah. it's a uh, part of the design to make sure that you know yeah. officers are really alert that they don't accidentally just get sleepy and walk off the edge and fall into the data pits. You gotta be in it. You gotta yeah, be. You gotta it. be on it. Quick, quick access. <laughs> quick ac- exit points. Yes. No doing? handrails. What's up, Jen? Uh, I'm good. 
I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you sound as though you are convincing yourself. Yeah, right. Exactly. That, yeah. All the other things run through my head. No, I'm fine. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> no, this is definitely like a sitcom cut to your toilet explodes at all. Right, home. right. Yeah. Yeah, no. Just some patio furniture was delivered. That's all. Nothing exciting. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that the only thing you have in your house? Or yeah. you actually got some real furniture? Yeah, right? we have some furniture. Okay. Yeah. It's a job of the hut patio couch. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. If I if I was crafty. Craftier, I would make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are craftier. It's Trust just you. Well, yeah. you don't want to unleash yourself on a whole couch, right? That's yeah. It would require a, year a lot of your life. money and <laughs> prototyping. <laughs> uh, we are here today to discuss. We're here today. I feel like we're at a funeral or a wedding. Uh, no, we're here today to talk about something that it's so funny. This is, seems to be like it's going to be a fun little topic, and it will. But sometimes I see it really inciting passions. And yeah. we're going to talk about Ray's lightsaber. Mm. Ray's lightsabers. Question mark? Yeah. Exclamation mark? Yeah. A lot there. Uh, so we're going to dive into that. But as we always like to remind you guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, we're going to, a little bit later, as we like to do, recommend an audiobook for you to try. But first, catch up here before we dive into Ray's, Ray's lightsaber and the news. Uh, Star Wars Adventures uh, with us. Now, Joseph, you were on the road performing yeah. comedy. Yeah. Any Star Wars stories or just life? You know, I had sort of a story. Star Wars story in that I kept talking to people about Star Wars uh, yeah. at the San Francisco Sketch Fest. I uh, did a, my, an episode of my podcast, Obsessed, and an episode of my, my friend Bill Corbett's uh, podcast. And just uh, Star Wars just keeps coming up in casual conversation. And it's, <laughs> it's delightful, but it is also difficult because somebody will be just like, oh, what, how, what, you, I heard this about Solo. And I'll be, actually, uh, that was Joshua Treg. He was fired from that. Like, <laughs> no. you know, and it's always, it's just, it's hard to have the, I try, I try so hard to have the, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, um, I have several thoughts and I could share them or you could just ask me not to. Your, right, your decision, right, right. absolutely your decision. Whatever you want is fair. And you're around <laughs> a bunch of creatives who are, you know, uh, passionate and have their own ideas and you just kind of want to go with the flow of the conversation sometimes. Yeah. But you're, <laughs> then yeah. something happens and you're absolutely. like, I gotta talk. Yeah, no, but it's a great time at San Francisco Sketchfest and uh, yeah. you can track down those, those podcasts if you want. Yeah. yeah. I love I and I I've told you this before on air and off air, but I always you know I'm an old school MSTK MSTK three fan, and mm. when you uh, when you roll around with some of Trace <laughs> Bellu and all those guys, I'm like, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. just as cool. Yeah. He's making my inner seventh grade Ken really happy. Yeah, <laughs> poor Trace. Uh, he when he, he did my podcast the first night, uh, and his throat was a little sore, and yeah. then by the next day when he was doing the the whole big riff track show. Uh, his first few lines is like, that's an interesting choice, Trace, to do every comedy line as Batman. But he had just lost <laughs> his voice. And he's like, oh, oh real funny there. God, uh, like it, was, <laughs> oh my gosh. it was hilarious and beautiful. Love it. Love it. And it's always fun. It's always fun. to. I haven't been up there, but I know a lot of people <coughs> that go up there. Uh, and it's a Sketchfest, uh, Services Sketchfest. A lot of traditions do it, too. So yeah. good to see you obsessed up there. Jen, uh, you? Nothing. I, I can't. It. I can't think of anything. That's the show, I, folks. I can't even no. think of what, what I was doing earlier today. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, no. 
I always, every week, I'm like, maybe this week I'll have a big Star Wars adventure. Right. I think what's going to happen is it's going to all happen at once. When Celebration, it's like, that's going to be the kickoff. And then from that point on, it's just going to be Star Wars madness for me. And we're, we're closer than we think. I know yeah. we are. <laughs> it's a business really picking up again. Yeah, yeah so, right. Exactly. So yeah, I guess it's a good and enjoy your own personal lull. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Uh, I, I'll tell you what, I, I had... Uh, uh, it's coming out on, on the Clutter Channel, but we got to go see the VR, uh, the <gasps> Void thing at the Glendale Galleria, oh. which is great because you got Diego Lunas, Cassian Andor, K2SO, uh, some surprises I won't spoil. Uh, that's a video for them. I don't want to get into it, but uh, it was total fun, and I'd love to go back. I think a Force Center field trip would be amazing. Yeah. Um, you get into it. You, I mean, the VR is so good. Uh, you, there, there's probably video of me. I know when I concentrate, I chew my tongue. <laughs> me, and my, me and my dad do that, and I'm just like hiding around a corner, shooting stormtroopers, chewing my tongue, concentrating. Nice. Wow. You really do forget. You get lost in it. Um, but the more important thing <laughs> is while I was waiting, I went over to the Lego store. Oh yeah, that's a big one there. Now you know, Joseph, you're like me. Every time we go to a Target, we check that toy aisle. Jen, you're with us too. You mm-hmm. check that toy aisle, and the Legos, you know. That you go to the Lego store, it's just it's all in front of you, and you mm-hmm. can't grab. And I had never, I think I'd heard, but I never seen up close the Cloud City Bespin playset. Oh, oh wow, I haven't looked at that one closely. Do they have it? Like oh. they have those nice displays because I saw Vader's castle in that big nice display. Right. Do they have mm-hmm. it displayed all put together? Not displayed, and I'm I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> Not displayed. No, they had some other stuff. Probably some Harry Potter junk. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I love Harry Potter. Uh, I got it. It was, it's like, it's priced to go at three ninety nine ninety nine. Nice. Uh, it's this big old flat disc. And I didn't know what, I saw it from a distance and I saw the castle, the Vader's castle. Whew, yeah. I need to get my hands on that. There's the Leia Hoth one. Ooh, that Have you seen cool. this one? Oh, is it just her? No. It's a $30 set. Okay. And it's got the, I think it's got Luke in back to shorts. <gasps> <laughs> Mark Hamill in a diaper. Yes. And Mark, it's got Leia, Hoth Leia, my favorite Leia. It's like 30, 30 bucks. And then they got the, the Death Star uh, chasm rope swing. Oh, oh nice. That's, that's so kind of cool. relatively new. But then so I'm, I'm looking around and, oh, that's my phone. Um, I kept it on so I could get you guys in my apartment. Um, I was like, what am I looking at? It's like a flying saucer. And it's best when it's a big round circle. Ooh. It's got everything you need. It's carbon got, freezing chamber? Carbon Lobot? freezing chamber. Lobot. Ugnots? Uh, Ugnots, Ugnots. yeah. It's got all <laughs> these little antechambers, everything that you got going, and it's got, then it goes out to the side where, where Vader and Luke, oh. where the big reveal happens. Oh, nice. You got nice. that little, little ledge there and everything. That's incredible. <sighs> I don't know. You got the father telling spot. <laughs> yes. yes. $3.99. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I got to tell you. And, and you had mentioned, you know, and you're like, you're like, I kind of stick away from Legos because I just, God bless you because... It was, yeah. I couldn't get through it. I, I, had to, I had to leave. I physically put my hand on the Luke's Island set that isn't that expensive that's yeah. got the little porg. Like yeah. I, put, I touched it and thought about it, and then I, I released. I would love a little <laughs> camera a little camera angle of you just kind of <laughs> tenderly. Oh. But what if I, oh, but my home, it's overflowing. <laughs> so that was the Star Wars adventure I had, was con- consumerism and lust for a toy set, and I walked away. I forgot I did actually do one thing. I walked into a a comic book store because I had some time to kill in San Francisco, an actual physical comic book store, and I bought physically that uh, Age of... the Republic uh, yeah. oh. special, so I can see the uh, the lightsaber moment that all the kids are talking about. Oh, there's a lot of talk about it, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh 
that's right. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I physically bought a comic book. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I, I, I finally caught up on the Age of Republics up to that mo- up to that issue, up through that issue. And, it, and I'll get to it, it. I had a little bit of a, I wasn't, the mall one was good. And Jody House is writing most of them and yeah. I'm all on board. And the Qui-Gon one was like, I was like, okay, I, I mean, I'm not sure. And t- the Jango Fett one. Pulled me in, and I was like, oh, I get what they're doing. This is great, and it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. I can't wait to get all caught up. Yeah. Get mm. in there, dive in, roll up, get the comics. Uh, and we'll talk more about comics, too. You know, I, I, I read them on a delay. <laughs> so, me, too. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Jen, we've got some Star Wars news. It has been quiet as of late. We've kind of enjoyed that, but we got some news. Yeah, we do. The first one is a little bit of rumor news. Variety editor Todd Spangler shared an interesting tidbit on Twitter last week, saying, quote, Disney says it will demo Disney Plus at its Investor Day on April 11th, including first look at some of the original content for the S. VOD service, end quote. So while he didn't mention The Mandalorian, it's pretty safe to assume that this original content might include this new Star Wars series. What's particularly interesting is that April 11th is the first day of Star Wars Celebration Chicago. So if they are showing Mandalorian footage, how do you think that they are going to time this (laughs) to, I mean, are they going to do a panel like an hour after the investors thing or simultaneously, because you know it's going to hit the internet or like news is going to come out from that. One would think. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for the sort of IgerCon we've made fun of where information drops mm-hmm. first, this almost seems timed well on purpose. Mm. That, oh, yeah. That it would be, footage would be revealed the same day or the next day. So what, what day? Thursday? It's Yeah, April 11th. I don't want I to look get at my a calendar here. up here. Let's do, let's do some calendar There was a sudden reach for various devices. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh. Jen's going to be faster with her Dick no, Tracy watch. No, because I can't figure out how to use a calendar okay, on I this. Got, I got an old Google calendar, okay, man, go which Google's watching me right now. Uh, I uh, I love the new Google thing where they're like, you haven't responded to this email in four days. Want to give it a try? Oh, like yeah. It's, it's not <laughs> freaky at all. Uh, yeah, so Thursday, June, uh, uh, April 11th. Oh, Thursday. But the convention starts on Wednesday. Right. So it'll be in the spring. Oh, so it's technically the second day. So, second day. So that actually makes it much better to be just like, yeah, we've got a panel. Calls at 10. we got a panel at noon. Yep. Mm. I think, yep. I think I think finally they got Uncle Bob to court. <laughs> <laughs> to play ball, Uncle Bob. Play ball. But that also moves all of this into uh, not confirmation, but more likelihood that it is coming out in 2019. Yeah, which that's I, what I was thinking. And we're all, I think we're all still a little nervous that that's uh, distracting. Yep. Right for episode nine in Mandalorian potentially at the same time. I mean, it's we're all going to enjoy it, but yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we just have it binge this, watch that, go to the theater, syringe. That's fine, but yeah, yeah. It's it yeah. does kind of take away, not take away from the event aspect of it, but it it. I mean, you have it's a John Favreau series. This is a huge deal. The first live action series, the first, right? Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, okay, do this, and then I, you I focus wonder, on that. I wonder if they're going to time it. I wonder if they're going to time it to if Iger's calls at 10, all right, and he gets to it by 10. If they got a panel at 10, they start early sometimes. Maybe they're just like, you're locked in here, and then everyone else is going to get it on the call, and then the mm. world gets it by 1030, and then you emerge at 11, and now you can all talk about it. You're yeah. right. Or your plan of noon. I would yeah. just wonder, do you do a coordinated strike? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Some strategy involved. 
and obviously, like for us, we're focusing on the Mandalorian, and we're assuming yeah. that the Mandalorian. Right. But from their perspective, right, it's the whole thing. It's, it's all the whole of Disney Plus, service. so it could even be the Tom Hiddleston Loki thing, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. who knows what it might be? Yeah, that's true. You know, and what you watch is like nothing, <laughs> just like a graphic of the Mandalorian title. <laughs> Iger's just slowly getting. And then we got uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Not that. And if you want to know with. anything about the Mandalorian, follow John Favreau on Instagram. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I have to say to the investors about that. Uh, Oh my gosh, yeah. It's there. Oh gosh. In sad gaming news. (laughs) 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 The word on the street is that electric, 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 electronic arts has canceled its open world Star Wars game. This is the game that had been in development at EA's Toronto office since October of 2017, which is when EA closed Visceral Games, which I believe was handling the game first. Uh, According to Kotaku, the canceled game involved playing as a scoundrel or bounty hunter where the player could explore various open world planets and work with different factions across the Star Wars universe. Kotaku's sources said that the problem was that EA wanted to release a game earlier than the planned release date for this particular unnamed open world game. So now they're developing a new smaller scale Star Wars game that will be released in late 2020. EA released a statement basically saying that the creative process continues to evolve and they're very excited about the upcoming Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Aye. Respawn Games. But what is going on? This this project I was really excited about. I believe Todd Stashwick was involved with it at one point. Okay. And uh, Amy... Uh, Wait, Amy Hennig? Is this, is this yeah. the same one, it's right? It's not. It is, but isn't, but is. But it, exactly. They, they're they like, it's kind of sh- shape-shifted. It has. Yeah. And it seems like it's continuing to do so. As best I remember, the Visceral game, that studio shut down. Shut down. He, they moved it to like Vancouver, and that's that's this version that got shut down. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the canceled is probably maybe a stronger word than the right. truth is of like a draft was thrown out mm-hmm. and they're working on a new draft. Right. Um, to put it in a more script like terms. Right. Yeah. That's but, kind of what they were insinuating. I think. Yeah. Like that final update in the article was basically like, don't worry, we will release a star Wars video game someday. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just to clarify someday, eventually yeah. something will come out. Don't worry. Oh, and this is kind of where like my lack of, like gaming knowledge. I, mm-hmm. I play, but I'm not a gamer, that type of thing. Like a lot of us in our Discord server, I was popping in there, uh, the Force Center Discord server, a lot of people having a conversation and a lot of people get upset about EA and the fumble and I can't argue with that because yeah. other than, yeah, I like Battlefront 2, you like it. I do. I get the big picture. It seems to be a big bungle on a lot of things. So, and they throw out studios that would work and I'm all, I, I just don't know that world. It right. seems like it's, it, EA's got the license for a bit. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple years mm-hmm. still yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm really happy that uh, about the Jedi, what, the Fallen Jedi. Correct. You know, that one sounds great to me. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, I mean, obviously, video games have this long history of putting out subpar licensed video games. Absolutely. And now it's that's such a cliche that that companies really want the licensed ones to be great. Right. But it seems like such a moving target of what do people want and right. how can we make money off of it and how can we make it amazing. And right now, and oh, it's going to be about episode. Oh, nobody cares about episode eighty. It's going to be about the man. Oh, nobody cares. 
It's like, yeah. it's not like the old days where a movie came out and then you made yeah. a video game of that. And sometimes it'd be good. And most times it would be trash like right. that. Used to, yeah. It used to just be the model. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was really looking forward to this game because I loved the kind of the concept art that they kept showing. Cause to me, it reminded me of Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. I just want Star Wars Red Dead Redemption. Hey, you, yeah. you got my vote, but you know, it's like the second one, which is amazing. And, and a lot of people, you know, are just in love with this game, myself included. Hey, that was eight years. Why? Eight years between the last game. And I think I can see the point. I'm this is I'm gonna make it clear to anyone listen, I'm not defending AA if <laughs> if that's a problem with you. I'm just saying I can see the point where they're like, eh, we wanted to get something out sooner. Yeah. So we change gears. All right, we'll see where it lands, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. just gonna be Star Wars Mortal Kombat, I bet. Two D punching. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now that updated uh, game, yeah. Oh man, don't get me excited about that. It was a busy week in the world of comics and books. Last week, Marvel announced some new details about the upcoming Age of Rebellion series. Age of Rebellion will consist of nine issues that will be released over the course of three months with various stories spotlighting fan-favorite characters from the original trilogy. Eight of the nine issues will be written by Greg Pak and illustrated by Chris Sprouse and Mark Lamming with the covers by Terry and Rachel Dodson. Now get ready. Mm. These stories will focus on... Princess Leia, Grand Moff Tarkin, Han Solo, Boba Fett, Lando Calrissian, Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> Luke Skywalker, and Darth Vader. The final issue, Age of Rebellion Special Number 1, will be a collection of stories, so who knows what characters will make an appearance. The Age of Rebellion series will run from April to June. Now, you can you said that you ha- you have been reading the Age of Republic series. Ca- caught up with Republic. Yeah. Uh, well, there's still a couple there's a couple still to come. Dooku, Anakin, all that kind of stuff. But what yeah. do you think we can expect from the new the Rebellion ones? If they follow the pattern, it, it's self-contained little insights into the characters. I don't want to give anything mm. away from the Jango Fett one, but like and Boba Fett's in it, you know, but it's like you get a little bit more insight into the character. I don't think it it goes out of the way, you know, you know, it doesn't change anything, no canon, it plays around with it, but it gives you a little insight. So the, the Qui-Gon one, the focus was balance. And mm-hmm. there's a great conversation with Yoda and Qui-Gon, and, and you can kind of get inside his head leading up to the events of Phantom Menace. So the Age of Re- Rebellion will probably follow that. But I will say that that's a great list, and I definitely need all those characters. I would love a General Veers, a... Mm. I think that's the thing, is I think Jody, because I've read the summaries to keep up, yeah. I haven't actually read the comics, right. but I've read the summaries to kind of keep up. And, and you know, I remember Jody tweeting about, I'm I'm sitting down to rewatch the prequels. And I think that yeah. she's really trying to say, like, where have these characters not been filled out? Or where is a motivation that could be fleshed out a little bit? So you think a little bit more about why does a character believe that thing that we know yeah. they believe? And that's great for the prequels. But for me, some of these characters, that's crowded territory yeah. with much. Luke and Han and Leia. So I'm excited by Tarkin and Hutt. Yeah. Because there's a little bit more room to play. Mm-hmm. The Jabba one is really exciting. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah, uh, that's and, and 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 Jody's such a good good writer. Love what she did with the Throne ad- adaptation. Not just took you that story, moved you through it fast, but really I felt added something to it. So uh, I'm curious to see what the this team does. They, mm-hmm. they got they got some high standards to to live up to. Yeah, yeah. and more than anything, I'm just happy for you, Jennifer. Oh, the single Java. shot Java comic. I mean, it's come great. on, Tales from Java's Palace. Yeah. I'm so excited. And maybe maybe they'll just be a little bit more. War because I, I like mm. the ongoing Star Wars comic, but it is still kind of laser focused on our big three, and I would like to see yes. some of the uh, just the, the scale of war. And like, so maybe Grand Moff Tarkin is like, mm-hmm. is he strategizing against a rebel attack where you get a little more sense of war? Yes, of the galactic civil 
War. We, we could have a discussion about that tonight. It's not the episode, but the, 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 current, the current Marvel mainline is in a spot where I'm just, I have to admit, just not as happy as I'd like to be with it. Because okay. as we lead into Empire Strikes Back, I had this thought today. I was reading this today, Joseph, and I was like, where's the battle? Yeah, war. Hmm. Star Wars. And it's not just me with my war over lore. There ain't even any lore. There's yeah. just this <gasps> thing going on that I'm just like, okay. Empire, rebels, fighting. <laughs> and there's been, and to be fair, there's been that. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, we could talk. Mm, we that will. is really interesting. If only we had microphones and a recording <laughs> device. <laughs> uh, StarWars.com announced that starting in April, we'll meet a new elite squadron of TIE fighter pilots in the last days of the Galactic Civil War in a new Marvel miniseries called Star Wars TIE Fighter. The series, written by Jody Hauser, she is a busy lady, <laughs> she is. is set in the time of Alexander Freed's forthcoming novel Alphabet Squadron, which they also announced will be a trilogy. Alphabet Squadron is set after Return of the Jedi and will follow the fallout during the fall of the Empire from both sides of the battle. StarWars.com also released the first cover art of both the book and the comic. And it's intriguing. Mm. Oranges yellows <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like the first thing that i saw but what did you guys think of the covers in the news oh i'm excited about it i'm curious because uh, I, I want that era explored a little bit more but it's really sitting right on the battlefront 2 story like i i'm not mm. i'm not concerned about it actually being different but it's that iden's exact era of time, <laughs> time yeah. and her right. and her arc of like going from being a uh, you know, in Imperial to not. Yeah. Uh, so like, oh, we're going to see the Imperial perspective and the Rebel perspective. It, it's fascinating. Uh, yeah. But it's, oh, I guess yeah. it's not as, I know it's going to be different, but my immediate reaction isn't as excited because I feel like that's a little bit of time and the kind of characters that we spent time with. Yeah, Elite Squadron. That's what they said about uh, Iden's crew. Inferno Squad. Yeah. Someday we're going to learn that actually in the Empire, everyone was called an Elite Squadron except for like just... <laughs> Three a-holes are just like, these are the only non-elite troopers. <laughs> right. And then I want a series about those guys. That's what <laughs> I want Probably tags and bink. Palpatine's just laughing <laughs> yeah. to himself like, my best troops, sure. We're we're in the same spot on this, Joseph, because I got uh, two writers that I love. Jody Hauser just talked about. Alexander Freed, the Rogue One novelization. I haven't read his first Twilight Battle Company or Battlefront yeah. Twilight Company one I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to, I swear. So I'm excited based on that. I know it's going to be out, and I'm interested in it being an event, but I, I had the same kind of like... Uh, oh, cool. I'm going to get to it. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to read it. I think it's just going like to be, yeah, about how, obviously introducing new characters. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just going to be about how, how invested quickly are we in these new pilot characters? Right. So we care about their story. Mm. Right. And, and hopefully get a little bit of that state of the galaxy we always yeah. talk about. Flesh yeah. it out a little more. Mm, it is interesting because now that you're saying that, it does make me wonder about like the tier, like, you know, the, the, uh, whatchamacallit, Inferno Squad is related to a video game. So yeah. is that technically going to be lower on the tier? And so now we're going <laughs> right. to go back to the old canon, you know, a canon. <laughs> canon tiers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no we're not going to go back Star to Star Wars that. detours canon. Yeah, exactly. No, but we'll see. Looks exciting. Yeah. That's it. 
That's that is the news. It. That is the news. Wow. A lot of stuff coming. I, I'm, it's so funny. We're enjoying this slight break, but there's always things to talk about. But gear up. It's coming. It's coming fast. I don't know when that title's going to drop, <laughs> but we're going to get something. So uh, that is the news. Before we go on, we always like to recommend an audio book for you to try. And today, Joseph, I really like this choice. Yeah, we are recommending this because Solo is out on Netflix and you should go watch it every day or at least just let it play. And if you're in the Solo mood, you can learn more about the the characters by uh, listening to Most Wanted by Ray Carson, tale of Han and Kira and their Rodian friend. Yeah, and it's 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 a fun little romp. It is. It's a fun, <laughs> horrifying, yeah. beautiful romp. But uh, it, it works so well with the film. It does. It's some of my favorite stuff. Uh, Kira is, I mean, that really flushed out the character so yeah. well. So try it. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash four center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash four center for your free audio book. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And yeah, 
Winds in L.A. are pretty strong, so the Burbank Airport is now my apartment complex. If you hear things <laughs> in the background, we apologize. <laughs> Just imagine it's a spaceship taking off and going into light speed. Uh, Joseph, we are going to go to this topic today. Again, like I said, this seems fun, but this will spark. Not necessarily, well, we'll, we'll fight amongst ourselves, but it will spark some passionate debate about lightsabers, weapons, and what we're getting. That's right, and it's so great because this is one of those episodes that we can for sure look back on and go, wow, that shelf life of this episode is limited <laughs> until we get a trailer. Mm-hmm. Maybe, who knows? Maybe. But we are going to talk about Ray's lightsabers, both past and future. Going to talk about the hero's blade, Anakin and Luke Skywalker, that we've seen her with in the past two films, and kind of some hopes, dreams, predictions for the future. We're going to walk through in kind of a linear order. So I want to start with when Rey met the lightsaber, the (laughs) first moment. So it is calling out to her in Maz's castle, like she can sense something before she even gets it. So why do you think Anakin and Luke's lightsaber was calling out to Ray in the first place. How do you uh, how did you think about it in the moment or do you, and do you have like any new theories as you sit and think on it? Mm. It's oh, well, I mean, I was caught up in the mystical nature of it the first time around and I, and I still am. Yeah. Uh, and it's one thing, you know, I I uh, you, you know, as much as I love last Jedi, I get, you know, there wasn't a scene where Maz Kanata said, "By the way, this is what this meant." Yeah. Um so I don't know where I land on it now. Uh then I was like, "Oh, this is it's calling to Luke's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. The, when I first saw it, I was just like, be the lightsaber, be the lightsaber, be the yeah. lightsaber, be the lightsaber. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, that's right. When you first see it, it is the confirmation that Ray is the force sensitive character of the film. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. How, what was your initial reaction, Jennifer? It was that she's a chosen one. That was like, I was like, okay, oh yeah, that makes sense. Did you say A or the? Oh, oh, yeah, right, exactly. She is a chosen one. She is the latest chosen one, The right? latest one. I mean, every, yeah, is there every generation you need a chosen one. <laughs> I mean, from the lightsaber's perspective, I think that's like a really legitimate conversation of like, yeah. Anakin's supposed to be uh, the chosen one, then he did a little bit of murder with that lightsaber, and if mm-hmm. that lightsaber is, you know, even the kyber crystal is even a little sentient, maybe like, come on, uh, no. And then Luke uses it heroically as a chosen one, and then, and then years of mystery, and then Ray, Ray, uh, kind of canonically, what we know right now, you know, the the light will rise to meet the dark. She seems to be kind of a chosen one right now. I love the idea that you're suggesting the force is like, eh, all right, maybe not. <laughs> that the force is kind of awakening, but going, we need a new one. Like Jen's yeah. idea of a generation, every generation throws a hero up the pop charts. Right. Eh, let's try again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea that it is that it is really calling out to her that's just like mm-hmm. explicit, but I like the idea that it really wants to be used. It mm-hmm. wants to get back yeah. in the battle, that it is not just calling out to her to like, I got some information, I got some crazy stuff to show you, mm-hmm. but like I want to be used. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember, I think in the moment I was like, oh, this is like Harry Potter with the wand, you know, the wands, how they choose you. Yeah. It was kind of a similar idea. And I was like, all right, I like it. Where's my wand? Where's my lightsaber calling to me? Yeah. I haven't gotten it yet. Well, and they've in canon, they've sort of doubled down on that. Like in the Clone Wars animated series, they had the whole gathering where you mm-hmm. saw that it was a very mystical process to get your kyber crystal. So it seemed like personal. But then in Rebels, they really doubled down on that idea of you have a personal right. connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that, to me, makes this sense scene in, in Force Awakens even more resonant because you have to start thinking of if you have a connection, then then the kyber crystals got a little bit 
of definitely that one thing of yeah. you. It chooses you. Excellent point. The gathering episodes are a great example because it's that that's not my crystal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Is that it? No, it's not calling to me. So uh, that's why you know, the, the there is a mystical element to w- what's going on. That I don't know. You know, I don't know if that that answer is going to come. I don't know, but it's. Yeah, that is so fascinating. It's actually like a thing that that people use in stories. So many different types of stories. Sophia the First they use a story. Yeah, of something choosing you. I think even back with like witches, you know, the broom would choose you or something. Right, or like the, sort of the sword in the stone myth yeah, of like exactly. you're the only one who can actually manipulate the object. Right, you know, but, it is, it's right. interesting. Yeah, yeah. but I, I like mm-hmm. the idea maybe too also of just it's senses that Ray is worthy mm-hmm. like yes. in, in that sort of in the stone kind of way like yes. pure of heart mm-hmm. you know I love what, the way you're phrasing it too because now we have this the possibility that Ray is no one and stays no one she could be no one and then ah, there was a little bit of trickery in there and you were you know Obi-Wan's your grandfather whatever but I love what you're describing as like it sent something in her yeah whatever she is if she is no one because I, I do love that idea that this was like aha we got one yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, like that Kyber Chris is just sitting in the basement fishing. Yeah, I'm like, right. hey, we got one. Or, or you can look at it as a more specific. It's yeah, her, her. Yeah, and I, and I do think it's her. But yeah, the Destiny idea that and, yeah, it wasn't like oh, son of Skywalker, daughter of Skywalker, niece of Star- none of that. It was like oh, this person. Yeah, right. just this is the one, the one meant to fight the darkness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think if we accept that idea that the Kyber Crystal was calling out to her? Do you think it's specific to that lightsaber, that hero's blade that is associated with two uh, theoretically chosen ones of Anakin and Luke? Or do you think any if she found Quinlan Voss's lost lightsaber, it would have been like, pick me up, pick me up. Hmm. If you would ask me in 1983, I'd be like, it's kind of any saber. Yeah. Uh, if you asked me during the prequels. How many we joke? How many times does Anakin and Obi Wan like lose lightsabers and get new? I you know I think they go off to the gathering. I think they pick three stones at a time. They got their own cave on Ilum, right? (laughs) Because they're and I think this time around it seems and it is the hero's blade, but it seems there's I don't say more importance put on it from a you know from a a negative standpoint. Like uh, we shouldn't do that. No, we these lightsabers do mean something. Yeah, but I I think I, I definitely think it's the blade now. But yeah. I think there could have been a point that you could have convinced me that any blade would have been like, hey, you need to use me. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in partially because the the whole uh, sort of um, Quinlan Voss thing with his uh, psychometry right. ability where you right. know, he touches things and, and senses things from them. Yeah, and you just finished reading Dark Disciple yeah. again, right? Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's prominent. Now. Yeah, and there's a lot of lightsaber touching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounded dirty. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, yeah. Disney Plus. It, it, but, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think it, it's certainly like in Attack of the Clones, there's that real like, hey, here are two random extra lightsabers. Totally. Anakin and, and Obi-Wan. Totally does. But I kind of like the headcanon of like, that's one of the reasons that they weren't doing too great with Dooku, because they weren't kind of in unison with their blade the way that, you know, uh, Kanan is training totally. Sabine to be, you know, in, in unison with her blade. Mm. I, I like that. Don't dump it onto the pile of reasons the Jedi Order started to fail, right? Yeah. They didn't treat their <laughs> blades right. Yeah. No, during the Clone Wars is when Ahsoka does, you know, goes to that gathering the first time we really see it. But yeah, uh, it, it seems to be, be treated a little different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, what do you think the lightsaber was trying to communicate to Ray with that specific force vision. 
Oh, with the Force Vision. Yeah, because, I mean, really going down that rabbit hole, there's a, it, the lightsaber shows her some places that li- that lightsaber definitely was. Yeah. Shows her some of her past, mm-hmm. maybe her future. We don't know. It shows us the destruction of the Jedi Temple that, that maybe that lightsaber was at. Maybe it wasn't. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know how recently Maz came across it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just like it was playing its best of hits of things that that lightsaber personally experienced. Right. You know, it was showing her such a, a mixture of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, it was, I think it was trying to propel her to action. That's why I think that it had to be that specific lightsaber and not just any sort of Kyra crystal that she would have to like, you know, I don't want to say train, but like make her own. She's not, she's not a Padawan. She's not training to be a Jedi. She doesn't know anything. So it's almost like this had a, this lightsaber had to catch her up to speed. You know, (laughs) this was a previously on the force. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like you, you need to step into action and, and this lightsaber, the way I want to see it is like almost like a, like advanced. right? Right. And so she's, she's got to quickly catch up. And that's why I think that training sequence in the last, Jedi is so great. You know, at first when she's kind of, she looks a little awkward with it yeah. still. And then you see her really becoming one with that blade. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's trying to do her a favor. Yeah. And I feel like that, that, that cut, when she cuts the rock, mm-hmm. you know, you can interpret it as distraction, but you can also interpret it as sort of like adjusting to the level of power exactly. offered by the connection to this specific blade. Exactly. Mm. That's like really that. cool. How do you interpret the lightsaber's message? I I think it is, and this might go. You know, I'm trying to get uh, hate Ashbury here, man. Let's let's do, <laughs> let's go cosmic, man. Let's go cosmic. Uh, much like in the prologue in Jason Fry's novelization, Last Jedi, where the Force finds Luke. Mm-hmm. You you shut me off. Great, I'm going to find you in a dream. Yeah, I mm. think it needed to find Ray, and it needed to tell her something to what, like Jennifer saying, like call to action. Here's the whole story, and which is why I don't necessarily. I still think it's the blade and it's the reason it's the blade, but it, it's also not all the blade for me because it's going to your point of uh, the blade wasn't here, but I, the force have been here. Yeah. Mm, right. Um, not that the force speaks like that, but you know, but so it has to get the whole message out and has to find her through something. Yeah. And this is the thing to do it. I, I know it's not, it's, this is not an exact science cause it's the force. No, but uh, something pick, like that. No, picking up on your, the, the whole trippy, uh, Northern California crystals influence that you were George just Lucas had. Yeah. Oh. I was just up there. Yeah. I walked past some stores that would have sold me crystals. They didn't call out to me, sadly. <laughs> uh, make me into a lightsaber. Uh, but th- I yeah. love this idea that it is almost a frequency like mm-hmm. that Kyber crystal can sort of broadcast a little radio message of force feelings, yeah. thoughts, images, ideas to mm-hmm. Ray. So it's not necessarily the lightsaber saying, I have these opinions, but just knowing like I have this frequency from one side and here's someone who can actually receive it, who needs to know. Mm. I love that. I, look, I got some people close to me who are, are you know, I wouldn't, you know, not saying they're like a crystal worshiping people. And I don't want to belittle anyone that does, but like I've had explained to me, like, I'm like, what's going on? And then, well, they, you say this, does this. And I'm like, all right, I hear what you're explaining. I don't know if I fully get it, but you do. And it makes, I get it, makes sense. So this Kyber crystal has this living kind of thought process going on and it feels things and it feels Ray up above. All makes sense to me. Yeah. And I think I totally agree with you, Jennifer, uh, and, and you can with the talking about that dream that it's all about that call to action because it seems like, you know, having her moment of past being like, yeah, don't worry about that. 
Hmm. Right. Just right. just keep moving forward. Here's here's where you need to go. Here's the problems. Which is why I st- yeah, it really could still be no one. Yeah. Which I you know look JJ has Maz say it. What you're describing, JJ and Lawrence Kasdan wrote, yeah. not Ryan Johnson. Right. I don't want to get in that fight, but like it could still be. Yeah, absolutely. To me, that whole, I think we've been kind of talking around it, but to me, that whole idea of the light rises to meet the dark, there's no reason that that can just be, this is the random person in the galaxy that the Force found for whatever reason, and it doesn't need to be in the bloodline. Mm -hmm. Or she's a clone of Palpatine and uh, Kenobi (laughs) and uh, K2SO. (laughs) Somebody just went through the galaxy vacuuming up just a DNA of all Jedi. She's a uber Jedi, all of them put together. Some Ugnaught Jedi. Janitor and yeah. Bespin cut all this. Force sensitive, though, for sure. Correct. Force sensitive, Ugnaught Janitor. So, of all of the visions and voices that she heard, why do you think it was Obi Wan who spoke directly to her? And I know this one is a powder keg because there's a lot of people who feel strongly that we need more follow up on that mm-hmm. and that this was a big hint towards her being related to Kenobi. You ain't wrong, because I was right there with it, too. Yeah. And then you were starting, you know, the rumor mill, you never really know what to believe. Even some stuff you hear and, like, it's cold, hard fact to the person that's telling you, that also can change. I don't know. I I, I, I sometimes think that it was a random toss-in and that J.J. would just, well, wouldn't, uh, why not Obi-Wan? Because you hear, you hear them talk about it, and James Earl Taylor comes in and does the voice, but then they take the one from Alec Guinness, and then they put it yeah. on. It seems kind of fun, right? I, so I don't know. I am not convinced right now that it still means something, though I was on board then. Because why wouldn't you? Ray, these are your first steps. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Right. How, mm. what, how do you feel about the old Obi-Wan talking directly to Ray? Yeah, I think I'm this, in the same boat. I think initially I was like, there it is. Confirmation. Okay, she's sure. related <laughs> to Obi-Wan. Uh, but then the more that I think about it, the more I think you're right, Ken. I think it was kind of like a... <laughs> not, not, not a throwaway, but just, you know, like, well, why not? Who who yeah. do we got in the in the bullpen that we can bring on? You know, I mean, they're not going to bring some random Jedi. It's got, of course, it's going to be Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's one of the greatest yeah. mentors. It's Kit Fisto, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Mace Windu, just a kind of cranky guy. Yeah, yeah right. kinda, these are your first steps. Well, and I think of two um, world between worlds and around that stuff where where Ezra's hearing a lot of voice. Here's Jyn Erso. Here's mm. all the stuff, and this is yes specific. It's Ray. These are your first steps. Yeah. But why not? If everything's all kind of floating in there, the force could be using some. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think there's the, the the sort of guesswork of what went into the decision for the film. Mm-hmm. And it might just be like, we're bringing Star Wars back. We're bringing back the heavy hitters. Let's do this. Uh, if it hadn't been Luke's voice, that would have thrown everybody into guessing weird things. Right. Um, but to me, it, it makes sense in a headcanon type way that it, it, as people have pointed out that Obi-Wan spent a long time alone with his lightsaber, mm-hmm. you know, and I sometimes imagine, was it whispering to him? Because <laughs> he's like, could you, could you please give me to Luke already? Could you, I'm, I'm ready to go. Bring me to the boy. Um, but also just Obi-Wan's role in all of Star Wars is he is the mentor. He's the guide. Yeah. So to me, if he is, you know, one with the force, mm-hmm. still has his own personal identity, of between Qui-Gon, Yoda, and Obi-Wan, if they're the only ones in the Force who are able to still reach out, right? really makes sense that Obi-Wan would be the guy who's like, yeah, yeah, she should get trained. Right. Just got really sad knowing that, like, Kit Fisto, Caddy Mundy, and those people aren't <laughs> hanging out with them in the afterlife because Qui-Gon couldn't teach them. Aww. Yeah, it, it's very sad. <laughs> it's too bad. It's very sad. But, to your point, yes, 
if they are kind of the guardians. And Yoda clearly is keeping tabs on Luke. He can't get get to him until the veil's lifted. But yeah, uh, yeah, that would make a lot of sense too. That yes, Obi Wan was. Uh, hey, I've been watching you, Ray. Don't want to creep you out, but hey, yeah. you're the. This is your steps. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's very gentle. Not like get out there, but if, you know, if right. it's a message of forward action, a very gentle way to say it is: these are your first steps. Right. Not yeah. like run out there and hit a home run right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's not being an aggressive coach. <laughs> Just nice and gentle, like Obi Wan should be. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the the bond that a person, a Jedi, uh, and I guess a non Jedi like Sabine, can make with right. a Kyber crystal as they use it. In the time that she did have this hero's blade, how much of a bond do you feel like Ray made with that lightsaber? Jen, you had some some good insights in, in those scenes of Last Jedi and, and how they made you feel. Do you feel like she really bonded with the lightsaber? I feel like she was just finally getting into the groove of it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how much of a bond. It's like when you're... I, when I think about playing a video game and when I would choose a car, like a racing game, and you choose a car where I'm like, oh, this is going to be too fast. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. And then you just start to master it. And then yeah. I, I can't play anymore. So I feel like the, <laughs> I have to turn off the game. Uh, that's kind of how I feel like she was. Like she was just finally starting to master it. And then, eh, sorry. Got, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there was a connection. I, I think that, that, that came during that Kylo fight on, on Starkiller Base. Yeah. Close her eyes, follow, and, and, and I think the, the blade knew and helped guide her actions. And that's, I think, part of the reason mm. she, she won. Uh, Kylo being uh, broken is, is definitely the other part of that equation. But yeah, I, th- I think there was bond and connection, but I love what you said about, hey, you know, she didn't know what to do with the power yet. She ain't, she ain't there. And to your point, Jen, yeah, she, it, it gets cut off, at least for right now. Yeah. 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 I totally agree with that. I feel like when the, l- she calls the lightsaber to her, that's uh, one of the powers, mm-hmm. uh, the power of that moment is that it's a sort of yes and of like the lightsaber mm-hmm. had been calling out to her and that's when she calls to it love and it's, they sort of complete the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when she does take Maz's advice and close her eyes and, and let the force guide her, mm-hmm. if this kyber crystal is kind of resonant in the force, it makes sense that it can really guide her. It's ready to go. Yeah. Mm. It's a puppy ready to go outside for a walk. It's like, hey, do this cool move that uh, Anakin would have done. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, she fights like Palpatine. But yeah. <laughs> so maybe it was <laughs> a, another yeah. sign. <laughs> mm. Maybe there was some better listening to be done. But yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Get, get in there with that tight bond. Uh so then, of course, we have some sadness uh, with the lightsaber being shattered. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Before we move on from the Hero's Blade, I did mm. want to throw in there, how much do you care right now that we don't know the story of how Maz got it? Because I know a lot of fans really feel passionately about that. For me, I feel like I don't think we... I want to know that story as a fan, yeah. but I don't think it directly affects the story that is being told in the sequels. It's less on the list than the Knights of Ren, and I I am infamously not interested in the Knights of Ren as much anymore. Uh, it for me, it's okay. just like you're right. It's there. What it's, do you need to know? It's there. Yeah. And at some point, some comic, some novel, some something, some coloring book will come out. And we'll find out the story, <laughs> and I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Yeah. But it's it's there. It Maz got it because she collects weird things. Yeah. Yeah. How do you yeah. feel, Jen? I think that there's probably a lot to, of story to tell. I think it'd be fun if they did it in the Legends of Luke Skywalker way, where it's kind of like folklore. You don't know if it's true or not. 
Um, I would also love to see it in animated form. I think that would be really fun, like a portion of that story. Oh, yeah, and like Galaxy of Adventure style? Yeah, yeah. I think, w- w- why not? But I think that, that that would come much later after we know more about it. But I think a, yeah. a book form would, would do it right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be great to have those just like, there's rumor of an Ugnaught who left Bespin with uh, <laughs> a strange curio. Oh, my gosh. Cut to the, the Ugnaught the, carrying the, it. The, the Legend of Maz Kanata is, is, is a ticket I'd like to buy. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's it, so good. A thousand years. You got a lot to do. Oh, you know? man. Yeah. And she clearly goes off world for some union dispute, disputes and there'd be a lot to tell. Do you like the idea that she had it for a long time or do you like the idea that Ben somehow came in contact with it with Ben Solo? Because he does have that very distinct that belongs to, to me, me. Right. which you can interpret as he's well aware of the family heirloom. He recognizes it either visually or through the force. It can just be that or it could be that he has come into contact with it at some point in his life. Mm. I like this idea that he's never seen it touched it but always knows it's there wanted yeah and that Maz is just it's it's Raiders of the Lost Ark putting the Ark of the Covenant in just a big Area 51 storage <laughs> facility Maz is like yeah I got some stuff down there. yeah how do you feel about that Jen do you care yeah no, I, I love it because there was a, like a desperation, like, a, you know, he, he needed to touch it. He needed to see it. Like you're saying, Ken, yeah, he had fine. he'd heard about it. Yeah. This right. was his. But now is, you know, this girl has taken it. Yeah. He's just like a guy who doesn't want to share toys. Basically. Yeah. He's a toddler. Me as a kid. <laughs> I had a problem. I had a problem. <laughs> well, we'll delve into that in our, our Ken Center. Still uh, do. Still do. <laughs> our, our non-Star Wars counseling. Just counseling. Yeah. Sharing is caring. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, move on to lightsaber of the future. Just going with the big question. What lightsaber do we want Ray to have in episode nine? Do we want her to have somehow fixed the old hero's blade or made something entirely new? I want the same blade. <laughs> you want her to have reconstructed and have it yeah. be like this. Uh, fascinating uh, welding ugly scar or, across or the potentially hilt. the kyber crystal itself yeah and i know there's thoughts that it's broken into whatever mm-hmm. doesn't matter put it put it back together yeah uh yeah yeah, yeah. put it back together or two blades yeah, yeah. so we could talk about oh, that oh yeah 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 but but, but, do, you, but, but do you want to you want to see her with a classic hilt that same blue light emanating from that crystal is what you are more interested in it's something exotic and new. I'm not married to that idea, and there's tradition with new blades, right? Luke and, and Return of the Jedi, obviously. Yeah. I like the idea with Leia saying, and she's not just saying it specifically to this broken blade, but we have everything we need. Yeah. This is what's in your hand. It's it's showing that the resistance is broken, but we have the pieces. Yeah. So there's some kind of symbolism to me. Now, whether she turns into a staff or not, I you know, I'll buy the toy too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I like the symbolism of rebuilding what was broken. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? I like the idea of her taking something old and, and making something new. So like spoken like a crafter. Hey, no, that's what I go to. <laughs> or you know, a lot of times like some people will repurpose like their grandmother's old rings to make a new wedding ring yeah i like that idea and i think that it would make it even more special i mean there is something iconic about that blue lightsaber so i'd have to get used to not seeing that but so maybe it's the hilt with like a yellow lightsaber or purple not purple uh i don't know teal mace would not be yeah right purple would be somehow she's a clone Uh, of mace windu gosh there's only so many colors um but yeah so i think that that would be really i think it'd be making a statement as well yeah, I you know? think. Yeah, I think. Can you you make a good thematic argument for rebuilding what is broken? But I feel so much about what is elegant about Last Jedi, saying that the past 
does matter, but you have to forge your own future as well. Yeah. So it seems like it would be most thematic, thematically resonant for her to have made something not new, just to be new so we can buy new toys, but made the weapon that is hers. Mm-hmm. So she's not just looking to the past, but made something that really resonates with her. Right. I, I, that makes total sense to me, and I like the idea of two, not one staff, double-sided. Oh, oh. two lightsabers. Okay, well, let's get into that. Soka let's get style. into the Soka style. Brand, if it's brand new. Cool. Yeah, if, if it's brand, brand new, if it's you brand want a Soka style. You want two blades. Take that, those, that broken hilt, form two. You got to get some other parts. Go down yeah. to the Blades R Us. <laughs> and then the crystal. Maybe the crystal is broken, but you can re- sand it down. Yeah. Uh, and then have two little, uh, not little, but two, two, two blades. With, nice. With two bright blue b- blades. Two bright blue blades. Bright blue blades. That's kind of cool. Bright blue blades is pretty cool. Uh-huh. I like that because it is. it works to her strength with the staff. So it's, she can kind of wield it potentially the same way. Which, which is why people want her to have a staff. She's got some skills. Right, exactly. But I don't know. I like the two. Oh, yeah. oh, the two, the two, the two. physically. I was oh, thinking, oh, you're talking about double sided. I was thinking double sided. No, but but that's a that's it's a, a popular theory yeah. because it makes sense with the the kyber crystal being split into two. It goes along with her staff use, and it is definitely in the world of Star Wars taking something old and making it new again. Right, definitely. definitely. I'm thinking of the who was it? The was it the Forces of Destiny with Ahsoka training Ezra? Yeah. Right. The two. It's hard for me to see Ray with two. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess because I am used to seeing her with a staff. staff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I know, it's not even just like a popular theory. It's like a, I think it's a popular desire. Fans. Yeah. Oh want yeah. To see that play out, she yeah. was clearly skilled in it. Yeah. You couldn't go wrong. I I just wonder how does that work? The practicality of a of a staff with then you extend the blades. You got oh. now. You got long. What's that fight? Look? What's that fight look? Yeah, look like I it don't know. That she whacks a lot of people <laughs> with the middle of the lightsaber. I yes. think there's yeah. a lot of yeah, a lot of possibilities. Only, only I yeah, uh, I think there's something about that that makes me want to see something new. Like uh, it, I, there's a part of me that doesn't want like we don't need to go crazy with lightsabers because I feel like right. there are only so many cool lightsaber designs out there. There's so many only so many different ways energy can shoot out. Right. Uh, but there's a part of me that would like to see something cool. Maybe I never thought of this. Uh, th- there's such a she's such a scavenger, mm-hmm. so it would make sense if she had to kind of make a janky lightsaber like <laughs> Kylo's. Like, how would you feel if she yeah. had basically a blue version of Kylo's blade? <sighs> I, don't I, know. I I'm okay with it because I like the I see the rebels. We've got to see the green one. Yeah, and they popped up in the comics. You know, I, I I hear where you're coming from, Jenna. Just like, hey. <laughs> but <laughs> is that you know. just uh, too too similar to Kylo? No, too? it's more about like give, give give her something nice. Yeah, she's had to fight her whole life. <laughs> give her a nice a nice lightsaber. Yeah, there is know? the um, there is the the nice uh, element where that Im- imitates Kylo. That that right. makes sense for Kylo for him to be his it's, lightsaber to be shaky and broken. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it fits with his character. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's good at repairing things. But I wouldn't mind if there was a kind of a almost a steampunky element to her actual hilt. No. Since she is good at scavenging and yeah. putting pieces together in a cool way. Yeah. Our, our friend Shaler was listening. Uh, yeah. He probably yeah. wants a little steampunky <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> Cat. Yeah. Lightsaber. All right. So we've talked about this. Uh, it feels like we're all going in the same direction, regardless of whether her lightsaber is new or not. Do you want it to be the same kyber crystal or halves of kyber crystal? Hmm. I, I want it to be the same. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I want to be the same because I know, you know, some people get upset of, hey, it was Anakin's, it's Luke's, and now you've destroyed it, and and and, and, and then they the toy company names it Ray's lightsaber, and people got upset about that. But then the Kyber Crystal has that does have that lineage. Yeah, that legacy. So, yeah. Give me that. Yeah, that legacy yeah, lineage. It was raised by Luke. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that legacy. Give me that legacy. Yeah. Do you like that, Jennifer, too, that mix yeah. of old and new? Yeah. You you have to. I mean, that was the kyber crystal that, in my mind, was calling to her. Yeah. So, and then you'd have to explain or show where she gets a new kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. That opens up a whole other can of worms, which I guess they could, you know, do some sort of exposition for that. Yeah. But. And, I mean, it is totally possible that it is just she's got a new lightsaber, and if the blade is blue... Fans can just assume yes. Yeah, right. It's the same Intel. Right, Pablo right. Dago puts out the, you know, made the what are the the visual dictionary. Visual dictionary. dictionary. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. She went to Ilum too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or it, it could be a part of the plot that mm. Ghost Luke has to show up and help her out. But yeah, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. Because <laughs> we, yeah, because we want that time jump. Yeah. Now we're just writing episode nine, which is bad. <laughs> Don't do what we're doing, fans. Uh, so I, I really like that idea of the the old kyber crystal because then it frees you up to go new directions mm-hmm. with the rest of what the design is like. Exactly. Uh, but since I love talking about kyber crystals, let's talk more. Yeah. If it does jump forward in time, mm-hmm. like significant years, and it played out that Ray would be training new young Jedi, you do have a really interesting story and problem that the galaxy has been just scavenged for kyber crystals for. Mm-hmm. decades mm-hmm. so where or how would they get the kyber crystals do you have head cannon? do you have opinions about that idea that story it is interesting to me because it's something that comes from george right i uh-huh. mean we don't have directly a lot of the clone wars is a lot of you know but i'm sure filoni fills out a lot of the details yeah so the gathering which is great it's it's, it's a great arc uh, and, and it was Wang the droid is, yeah. is amazing i love it all Huyang, yeah. Huyang, yeah, oh, yeah 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 i love it all but it's like, I don't think Return of the Jedi starts, and I don't think George had in his head that Luke went and gathered that at all. You know no, what I mean? Like, no. Uh, so, I, but I like that it exists. So I think you have to go, yeah, I think there could be something to, maybe we get that answer if Starkiller Base is ill. Maybe maybe yeah. that finally is revealed. I still think it is, but uh, there's not even close to any confirmation. Um but that could be part of the fun, that part of forming this new Jedi Order of we have to do something else, something different. Or we just have to go find more. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that, Jennifer? I, yeah. I don't think this is a story for the movies, obviously. I don't think <laughs> the whole first act is, is raving like, well, I've trained you all, but where will we get kyber crystals? That's I, the yeah. title. I don't think, yeah. Oh, where do we get them gosh. kyber crystals? Yeah, search yeah. for the kyber crystals. <laughs> search yeah. for the crystals. See, that's the thing, is that then you start to box yourself in. I, lo- I love that they answered that question, but then right. it's like, oh, well, that makes things complicated later on for the films. So, I, you know, I'd love to think there was maybe like a black market market with and so they have to go to some shady <laughs> part of the underworld and find some kyber crystals or maybe the, these people don't even know what they are but yeah. what if they don't match up they're playing oh, playing along yeah, with your yeah. theory here they get there and like no nah, these four ain't it <laughs> right exactly but i guess i gotta <laughs> buy them raise like oh, i gotta no. buy them just in case my next students 
Or what if it's like Kingsman and then they have like you okay. know, this whole like uh, you know, a bakery and then behind the bakery is like all yeah. these kyber crystals, like a wall of kyber crystals. Oh, yeah. Isn't there that hut in the early part of the Star Wars comic who collects lightsabers and wears them around oh, their oh, neck? Oh, Gracchus. Yeah. Gracchus. Yes. Yeah, Gracchus the hut. Good old Gracchus with some biceps. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a, we could visit Gracchus. Yeah, I, I think this is a, <laughs> a, a great story for, for books and comics. I don't think it'll feature in the no. film. But I do think it is the kind of thing that hardcore people, if you if episode nine starts and Ray is training a bunch of Jedi and seven lightsabers ignite, Ooh. you Ooh. know, are people like, well, but where do the kyber crystals come from? Their minds. It, ab, you're, ab, it's so funny. You're absolutely right. We, we, we didn't have that question. Now we do. Yeah. It's a fun question. So, like, I love the idea. Like, I love the idea. Luke is trained on the go. He's trained outside the box. They yep. can't do it the same way. He can't. He's obviously too old. So Yoda has to adapt, right? He's got to learn. I've, I've been rereading the Empire novel. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. A lot of interesting stuff in there. Different stuff. Yeah. Different. <laughs> First of all, Yoda's blue in it. it yeah. also. So... Yeah, Seeker Balls, all these weird things, different I things. I forgot go. about Seeker Balls. It is, I'm telling you, it's worth a read. Yeah, it's Other been than, a long time. It's been a long time. Veers dies. I mean, it's sad. <laughs> um, no. So, but I like the idea that Ray's got to do it on the fly, but but you still need the crystals to power them, even if they're not calling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's still this need for it, and now it's truly fascinating. Yeah. So this is now just going into way super uh, yeah. Star Wars nerdery, which We're is, that, that's fine, that's fine. Uh since the, there isn't an answer for kyber crystals that we know of, how would you feel if young Jedi didn't have lightsabers and they just had some other weapon or she had just like, they're still Jedi. They right. just have staffs. Right. They can't cut you, but they can just crack your head open with a staff. I would love to see the internet that day. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Because I get what you're saying. Like she's got, Almost like she's got like, well, look, we can't afford real swords. We're playing with wooden swords, you know? Yeah. So the concept is totally there. Yeah, we got electro staffs. We got electro rippers. There's a lot right. of electro things to have in yeah. Star Wars. We, t- we raided the Praetorian Guards' hut. You yeah, know? we found an old Magna Guard cache. You know, right. Yeah. So it would work, but yes, that would be interesting. How would you feel about that, Jennifer? I see it as like X-Men first class. You know, you, everyone has a different power. Someone's really good at mind tricks. Someone's really good at like levitating rocks or whatever. Um, oh, everyone specializes. They specialize. That's not a bad That's idea a, to me. Right? Great, like Jedi A-Team, right? Like yeah. Everybody's got their assignment? Yeah. Right. Not a bad idea at all there. Is too. it not? Okay. It's got, uh, we've never really seen it play out, but you talk about Quinlan Voss. He has a little specialty. All these people yeah. have these little specialties, you know? Right. Uh. That's true. Okay. Maybe maybe there's something to it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so if if we don't get it in nine, which we won't, uh, where one, where or when would you like to hear this kind of the story of lightsaber resources? Because Ooh. a lot of the stuff around Rogue One just really dug down into... They, they really had to search to find everything for the first Death Star. Then they somehow found more for the second Death Star. Then if you believe that Starkiller base is ill, and they're like, well, we got a planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the, there's, you know, a lot of story to be told. A lot of story to be told. I, I would almost like it set, a book set after the events of Nine, whatever they are. This is why I still like the idea that Rey doesn't have any other Jedi. It's been a year. She hasn't had a chance to, she has a war to fight, right? right. So mm-hmm. then afterwards, then you can have a fun little journal fantastic lightsabers and where to find them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And truly rebuilding. Yeah. Maybe, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, maybe she comes across a Jedi who's has the power to, to 
since Kyber Crystals Across the Galaxy, which is actually just the uh, Freemaker Adventures. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yes. he could sense the different parts of the, right. the Kyber Crystal. Oh, there yeah, you go. Whatever that, I can't remember what that was called. The yeah. Master Kyber Saber Crystal. Right, right, right. Exactly. Any other thoughts on, because we went into such flights of fancy as we're wrapping up, I want to zero in a little bit on just that image of Ray. Ray is going to be the hero of episode nine. I can't imagine that she wouldn't have a lightsaber. It's going to dominate the marketing, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that they would keep that as just, no, the hero is not on the posters with their primary weapon. Yeah. So it's soon this image will be just dominant. Mm. When we think about it that way, it's a new indelible image of an era of Star Wars, of a hero. 20 years from now, you'll be playing Rey in a video game and you'll get to choose... Right. Does she have this weapon or the blue hero's blade? When you think about it that way, just what do you want to see out of instinct? I mean, because it's a, it's a bit of a tradition. Maul, Ren, yeah. even you could probably say Luke with the green. I, I, I know it pops up in the trailer briefly, but it's like a second, right? Yeah. Top of Java's, Java's sail barge. Uh, I would, that's, that's where I almost go against my two lightsaber wad and just give me one blade held high one blade held high. i know and that was kind of like it was the last poster too mm-hmm. right yeah they're, they're one of the marketing things was was ray holding that up yeah that's a that's a time honored tradition you know Just yeah introduce a new blade in a trailer and then we have 14 podcasts about it. why <laughs> uh, uh, yeah and that's where my two doesn't seem as powerful to me okay it seems cool but not as powerful yeah how about you jennifer that's a really interesting choice are they going to reveal it in the trailer or are they going to save it for a really special moment in the film where the where the audience will go crazy when she ignites it that's true because they didn't they only gave us finn with igniting mm-hmm. the lightsaber oh, as yeah. a sort of misdirect pretty late in the marketing and mm-hmm. it's not like any yeah. of the any of the primary marketing was finn with the lightsaber in hand so you're right maybe they will hide it i <laughs> but to you, to your your first yeah, point. But regardless, it's going to become iconic at some point. It, it, at, some at some point, it will point. become iconic. See, but yeah, to yeah. your point about the marketing, this is by now we know Finn wasn't the one. Finn, you know, some people think he could be force sensitive still, but it's Ray. So the marketing and the toys and everything that's going to roll out, the realities of it, yeah. roll out to where I think it's trailer. You know, I think yeah. it just makes sense. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, oh she's got an electro staff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, a, yeah. a double bladed lightsaber yeah. staff with orange blades. Yeah. And just... a necklace attached. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know. Seems, yeah. I, I think know. I don't know what it is. I trust the creatives uh, at Lucasfilm, but I feel like in order for it to have punch, it's got to be new. Yeah. The sequels are about, you know, the old giving way to the new at some point. And I just feel like whatever it is, it's got to have that I- iconic power, but right. be different. But be new. Yeah. Yeah. And it would double down on the fact that she's not a Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Unless. Yeah. yeah oh. Star Wars Episode Nine, not a Skywalker. <laughs> uh, my final fun question is, if you were a Jedi fighting in Episode Nine, what kind of lightsaber would you personally want? I only have the skills to handle one blade to begin with. Okay. <laughs> so... As much as I love a staff or a, you know, uh, a hefty one blade. I, I, I'm pretty traditional. Obi-Wan and, and Luke's blade, they're, they're, I love them. I just okay. love the simple ones. I think at one point I may have thought that I wanted a Wookiee wooden blade. Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. I like yeah. wood. I like wood grain. You know? <laughs> it's very nice. I whittled as a kid. I can do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I would like Luke's green lightsaber. The specifically the hilt is very comfortable. Yeah, and I know this because I had it as a remote, as a TV remote. <laughs> it was very easy to use, no problems. But I did, I think, once hold Luke's blue lightsaber hilt. Mm. It was not that comfortable. No. It got my my thumb. Mm. It, it just was like, I would not use this. I still have my 1995 Power of the Force Luke one. Oh, and do. it does, it's it's a good, it's it's good. Babe. It that fits in your good. hand. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it fits powerfully. Yeah, I, I would ha- I would like a nice uh, hilt that doesn't hurt your hands at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would like to be able to adjust the lightsaber so it's incredibly long, thin, like 20 feet long. And then when people came at me, I could just poke them from very far away. <laughs> I don't want to duel. I just want to yeah. poke. Adjust a lance. I want to. I want a force lance. You Thank wanna, you very much. You want a force force joust? Yeah, okay. I want. Yeah, yeah. I want to get them some tauntauns. Yeah, right. a light lance. There we go. I want a I light like lance, that. and I can just poke people from far away, <laughs> and I'll be safe. That's awesome. Anyway, that is our look at Ray's lightsabers of the past and the future. Can't wait to listen back when we find out how much we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is. You're right. This one we're going to find out soon enough. Sooner yeah. than later. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> hey. We got it. Uh, thank you, Joseph, as always, for leading us through such wonderful discussions. We hope you out there listening learned something or had something confirmed, or you really upset with something we said. Let us know. All of it. <laughs> let us know. This is going to incite some passionate conversation. Those lightsabers are important to us as fans. So uh, we'll tell you where to reach out at the end of the show. But as we like to do uh, now, audience questions are up. We go to Twitter. We go to Facebook. We go to Patreon. Let's see what we got today. We got Tim Harrison at Tihari. T-E-H-A-R-R-E. I like Tahari. Uh, Tim Harrison says, uh, I know it's just Tim Harrison short, but I just like Tahari. Uh, which two characters do you wish shared a scene that never did? Mine would be Leia and the Emperor. So, mm. I mean, that's actually... Mm. That's a good mm. one. Quite frankly, that's really good. That's a good answer, Tim. Mm. Jen? If I could go back in time, I have two answers. First would be Leia training with Yoda on Dagobah. <laughs> that would be the first Ooh. one. Uh, but Or if I could also go back in time, I do wish the big three had gotten back together in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Just for one last scene. That's, okay. you know, I, that's so, still. So you're going that way. Like yeah, that, this sorry. never happened We in terms of sequel trilogy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a good, I mean, it's hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I love the end of Force Awakens. I Me still, too. I still sometimes go. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a powerful secret for episode nine to have some sort of flashback with Luke and Han. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah, God. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought Leia and Yoda as well. Uh, that would be a great one. Uh, it is really good, but also Qui Gon and Luke. It would be great sometime to see Luke. That's communing really with Qui Gon and getting a connection mm. to that. Pygon's perspective. That that's re- that's really good. Uh, I, I go to like like that that fantasy matchup of of uh, Maul Vader, which has that happened in even the comics or anything anywhere. I think there was a comic back in the day that was a sort of like what if. Yeah, I what could if. be wrong, but okay. that, that's that's good. Uh, um, I also like the the idea of uh, it, it, we ha- we haven't seen it yet. And we'll see if it can happen. But l- I was watching last year the other day, and and Kylo and Leia. Mm, yeah, an actual scene. An together. actual yeah. scene. Oh, sure. You yeah. know, um, yeah. through the power of technology, maybe they can. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm not holding out hope, but um, that to me was like, oh, we, you know. Yeah. That, that final confrontation, mother and son. Yeah. Young Leia seeing a vision of Padme would be cool to kind of 
tie that up. Ooh, mm. that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. I think what so we're getting many. at is we just want Leia inserted in every scene. Kind of. Basically. Because, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes it because Carrie's so, such a presence. Leia's such an important character. Yeah. Leia and Yoda, yeah, absolutely. Especially after reading that short story where Yoda's like, yeah, no, that was the one. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's something Powerful. to that. What could have been? All right, Tim, thanks for that thought starter there. Average Joe in the D writes, uh, what are the chances that episode nine titles released with a short 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl? It would just be a few quick glimpses, but the response would be huge. Uh, chance for it to leak though would be pretty high. It's so yeah. funny. I was I was on Twitch earlier and someone asked me the same question, and I asked a a fair question about I, what there, there's there's a healthy obsession with the title, which I 100 percent get. Yeah, but it keeps coming up, keeps coming up. People just want this title, so yeah, we're getting to that point, Joseph. Yeah, we're getting real close to the time when the Last Jedi was released. So yes. I think uh, people's speculation calendar is is on track. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still think that it, they just release it whenever they're going to get the website. Uh, and they're going to do that whenever they feel like they legally have to. Right. Um, I don't think that they'll tie a title announcement to the Super Bowl because I think there's just a little bit too much distraction. Because if you just do it on a regular Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. then the internet is yours for the day. But yeah. during the Super Bowl, it, it will make noise, but it will have so much to compete with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had the solo... But it was a really different than a t- what you're saying, Joseph, is this is we want the title and the focus... Solo was lost in the Super Bowl a little bit. It was yeah. part of the landscape. Yep. We got Avengers, Endgame, we got that kind of stuff. That seems to work to me more for the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Mm. Jen? Yeah, with Solo, didn't they end up saying, oh, join us on Good Morning America a few days later or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I think the it, was the next oh, was it the next day. Oh, it the next day. Yeah, so they, it was a teaser, but it was also the first that we had seen. And I, I do think it got lost it in the did. noise of the Super Bowl a little bit. Yeah. People care about the commercials for the Super Bowl, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cool, another, another commercial. But they're like... It just, just gets lost in noise. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, probably not. I bet you it's just going to randomly drop on like a Tuesday after yeah. after we've recorded this podcast. <laughs> it's coming tomorrow. <laughs> it's coming tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow. Uh, we go to Patreon for this uh, thought here from Victorio Bracamontes. With the new animated retelling of Star Wars with Star Wars Galaxy of Adventure, it reminds me of the Robot Chicken and Family Guy Star Wars episodes. Personally, I enjoyed those episodes and take and the takes on Star Wars Saga. But more importantly, how does the Force Center crew feel about these types of retellings, takes, and which did you prefer? Oh. Good stuff. I'm going to look to you, sir, the creator of Databank Brawl, <laughs> which falls under this category. Today. Yeah, I've, I've watched, uh, I think I've watched all of them, but I'm, I'm happy for all these kinds of parodies. I think they're all uh, great and fun. I lean a little bit more toward Robot Chicken because I kind of like breaking it out into a little bit more of a sketch format than rather uh, kind of weaving it into a yeah. little bit of the existing narrative of Family Guy. And I'm not a huge Family Guy. I don't dislike Family Guy. I've just never been like an Uber fan. Yeah, me too. Um, So I I like the robot chicken. I think my main reaction is I'm happy for all sorts of parodies and having fun with it all the time. But I'm also anxious to see a little bit more comedy in the galaxy of Star Wars. Mm. Inside, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there is room for that. I think it's really hard, but I think it can be done. It can be done. And a lot of the character-based stuff, I mean, Empire is so funny, and it's a lot of just... Yeah. Pure character. Yeah, I know what you mean though there. Agenda. Yeah, specifically with Robot Chicken, I think it was really funny and fun at the time. I think it's why Star Wars Detours probably wouldn't work as well right now. Yeah. And I think you're right, Joseph. I think it needs to go into having humor within the universe as opposed to like kind of poking fun at Star Wars fans, really, in our fandom and things yeah. like that. I think we, uh, yeah, it's a it's a funky time for that. Yeah, and I think it's part of it is like you know, it is it's, <laughs> to put it mildly, it's a funky time. 
But yeah. I mean, the thing is, like you know, you, with the original trilogy or even the prequels, you make your jokes on the playground or yeah. you know when you're hanging out with your geek friends, and now like Kylo Ren's lightsaber with eight different things coming out. It's a candelabra, you know. Right. We've all made those jokes. Right. So some of those sort of things to poke fun at, like the internet's got it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you kind of have to dig deeper or make it about characters. So true. You're absolutely right. And like, I do like the Family Guy stuff. I've seen most of it. I think I've seen all of it. And no doubt, Seth MacFarlane and his team there are Star Wars fans. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. with, I don't know. It's a love letter to Star Wars, but while also poking fun of it. But the robot chicken stuff was more my style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to my love of Hardware Wars and then even troops, Kevin Rubio's troops. Like that. That's just that you mentioned the playground stuff or school. That stuff me and my friends did. Like, well, yeah. what if you know? How did the Emperor find out the Death Star blew up? And then your robot <laughs> chicken did it. And that's why Seth Green and his team, you can you know their fans because they probably had those conversations. Yeah. And they're doing prune face figure jokes, <laughs> and that's right there with a lot of us. It has changed and memes and everything. And I'm not complaining about the internet now, but like. It has changed, so I don't have to work as as well. Another one, I, I love the Muppet Baby. Oh, I love oh, that the was Muppet Baby. Those yes. were always good. Oh yeah. Thank you, Victoria. Uh, great stuff there. Uh, Jamie Molman says, "Do you ever think about where the Skywalker name came from? Is it Shmi's maiden name? Who were her parents? It's funny how much we focus on the surname, but we don't actually know." Uh, very many people with it. Is this a Han Solo situation? Quotation marks around Solo. Yeah, this this comes up, Jen. Mm-hmm. Shmi Skywalker. Mm-hmm. She had that name to begin with. She did. As far as we know. As far as we know. I like to think of it as like a Jon Snow situation from Game of Thrones. Oh. So maybe the name can be carried on. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, going specifically to like the, the idea of, of bastard born in a way, uh-huh. you know, yeah. not Shmi's lineage, wherever it came from. Yeah. Like an Alaria Sand, mm-hmm. Jon Snow, exactly. uh, Brendan Rivers, like, okay. There's so many. Wow. There's, there's one for each region. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah. yeah. All right. That's some good head cannon. Oh, Absolutely. Okay, yeah. 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 And, and I, we've talked about, I, I think it's still possible an interesting idea that Ray would adopt it. And I think mm-hmm. that would cause more storytelling about the name to me. There, it's fascinating. Uh, uh, there's this balance in Star Wars about like the myth versus the sort of more real galaxy reality. Mm-hmm. So you could have the fun imagination of like, yeah, it's a common name. There's many Skywalkers. But then when you look at kind of mm-hmm. Star Wars as a myth, then when suddenly you realize like the great hero of the galaxy, Luke Skywalker is basically like Luke Johnson. <laughs> there are many. It, it, in terms of realism, it makes it all make more sense why they didn't change his name. Shmi Skywalker is just a no one. She's just yeah. like, I'm Susan Johnson. And then I just became yeah. pregnant with Anakin Johnson, the future of the galaxy. Like that makes more sense, but it chips away at how, at the mythic. Yeah, it does. It does. It's also when we go to the Phantom Menace, and uh, the Force Born thing, which now has you know been expanded on and picked up on with the comics and everything, I still look at it as George kind of saying this has to stop somewhere. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah, don't ask the questions. Which every it, generation has a beginning, and it's right here. It's right here. Yeah, every story um, has a beginning. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever think we're getting that, but it, but Jamie, it's a great. It does come up, and it's fascinating. You know, Shmi is an interesting character in her own right. We don't get a lot of time with her. But yeah, yeah, we should get more Shmi time. And there was that great thing uh, that uh, I think is on is Shmi time. <laughs> Time. No, it's me time. It's my time. It's my time. Sorry. my time. Oh, boy. my time for wine. Uh, there's that thing in Thrawn Alliances where he uh, pings on the name Anakin Skywalker because mm. in the Chiss language, 
Skywalker has some deeper meaning. It does. So you can play with, like, maybe from the perspective of uh, the galaxies we know it, it's a common name, but it does, somewhere in the unknown regions, have this ancient <gasps> prophetic meaning. Love it. There you go. Skywalker is a chiss. No. I don't know, but, <laughs> but you're right. It's... Zon did uh, did dig into that. That's interesting. Yeah, huh. it seems like he's trying to play with that of like let's let's keep it mythic. Let's keep it yeah. kind of unknowable, but it, like it has fate and destiny tied to it, no matter what. Yeah. Mm. And as far as the idea of the the solo thing, uh, I could see that too. I, I, but uh, to me, not wouldn't necessarily start with me. She's not doing a lot of skywalking. Yeah, she yeah. Was like, <laughs> unless she was like, you know, I like to get out of my life and walk on out into the sky. <laughs> hey, could be something there. Could yeah. be something there. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Jamie, Victoria, Average Joe, and Tim. Thank you for your questions. If you have a question or a comment, don't want to join the conversation, a lot of places to do it. You can follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Our Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We do have a website, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net, tpublic.com slash user slash Force Centers, where you can get our uh, T-shirts and other kind of merch. Put Force Center on a coffee mug. Tweet us pictures of your merch and we'll reshare it. Podcast available in a lot of places like Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and then YouTube right now. Thank you for all the love. Uh, we got some good uh, good response to our last couple of videos. We got the animated databank brawl. We got the Force Ghost Party. We got that fan video list. Um, you can reach out to us if you have an idea. Maybe we can use it there. But uh, that, uh, that I still go back and watch the the, the the first moment Mike Black speaks is Goss Tours. So. <laughs> it's powerful. It's a powerful thing. And Brian Ward put that together, and Kevin Smith put the Force Ghost Party together. Go to YouTube, search out Force Center, subscribe if you haven't already. But Patreon, Joseph, uh, is where we uh, always like to build our support and are uh, in the process of putting some new things that you'll hear about soon. Huh? Yeah, some Star Wars bells and whistles. That's at patreon.com slash Force Center. Uh, your, your support helps us break into new goals. We are able to pay Tony Thaxton to make some new theme music. Uh, recently, he made new theme music for Star Wars Counseling, and we're going to have even more new stuff coming soon. Patreon.com slash Force Center. Just when I think he, you know, what else can we give him that he can succeed at? You know, we get all these shows. Like, how yeah. are you going to make Star Wars counseling work, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> he blows me away all the time. Yeah. Thaxton's great. Tony Thaxton, check him out there. All right, that is it. We're almost out of here. Uh, we'll have our own adventures. You know, Joseph went up to San Francisco Sketch Fest this week. You want to follow him, some of his, his live events. Uh, Joseph, tell him where. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website, Joseph Scrimshaw com and check out that live shows uh, page in particular. If you're in Los Angeles, I have a show this weekend uh, called Game Night Variety Show. And uh, of course, that show that I worked on for Adult Swim that I did some writing for, Tigtone, is still airing Sundays at midnight. I believe this coming Sunday as we release this episode will be the uh, episode I scripted, Tigtone and the Wizard Hunt. So oh. be sure to watch that. There's nothing short of really cool, man, because oh, this, this town is... It's hard to get a leg. Yes. It really is. Hard to get is. a foot in that door. And then it gets cut off by a lightsaber. You know, <laughs> absolutely. So congratulations. And Force Center fans, please support uh, Joseph and his work over there. Jennifer, yes. where are you at? I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, where else? Uh, t- I joined TikTok at Jennifer Landa. What? I did. I haven't done anything yet. What? Yeah. What? What's I don't a TikTok? Know. Exactly. What? Exactly. <laughs> it's a basically music and like. It's uh, uh, How do you describe it? It hasn't left my soul. Oh, really? Those, you love it? No. Oh. No, no, no. I mean, not. Sorry, that was harsh. The commercials that keep showing up on Facebook oh. have not left my brain. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, if you haven't, don't. Yeah, for some, maybe Facebook doesn't think I want TikTok and it's not showing it to me. Well, 
I don't know. Oh gosh, now yeah. I'm now I'm mad at Facebook. <laughs> now I want to know what what things you're seeing on Facebook. But I I'll I do want to see your TikToks. All right, Jen. Oh, okay, uh, well, yeah. When I make them, I'll yeah, let you guys yeah, know. God, social media just gets weirder it, and weirder. I want to see your TikToks. Come on, it does. <laughs> it does. Uh, all right, you can follow me at catnapsuck napsuckfiles.podomatic.net. Hey, we're getting close to Game of Thrones. I'll be talking on Casterly Talk uh, and traveling here pretty soon this weekend. I'll be in New York opening for Mark Ellis along with Josh McCuga, uh, and again, just the next weekend after. Oh, so I'm already exhausted. No, but it's going to be a lot of fun. In Phoenix, uh, go to markellislive.com, and hopefully those shows go well so we can do it some more in other wonderful places. That is it for this week. So for all the makers of Ray's Lightsaber, oh, you got some toys to make. We'll see you next time here on Force Center. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.